God. Amen? A life of faith. And uh, we will, just like we always do, uh, let's do a little brief uh, entry or intro to this thing. And uh, Mark eleven twenty two just says this. Uh, Jesus said to them, have faith in God. I mean, well, that's probably a good thing to do. Amen. As I said last week, uh, I'll say it again this week, that uh, it seems like the more you get into that, the more you realize how, how relevant that really is. You know, he, of course, was dealing with uh, the boys had questioned him about the fig tree that he had cursed. And, and uh, so, of course, he had some other things to say beyond this. And we did, uh, oh, several months back, talked about that and took that whole text and kind of dove into it and dissected it a little bit. But uh, it's just, it, you know, it's just a good thing to do to have faith in God. The word faith here is the Greek word pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S is the Hebrew, or the Greek word, pardon me. And uh, it just means a belief in, to have confidence in, reliance upon, dependence upon, uh, trust. In fact, uh, trust is the Old Testament word for the New Testament word faith, really. They pretty much mean the same thing, to have trust in, Amen. Um, it means uh, assurance, conviction, amen. These are all just synonyms uh, to this word faith. And the reason it's so important to kind of look at that, because as you kind of dive into this life of faith, um, you know, you start seeing how, uh, you know, why faith is so important, praise God, in certain areas of our life. Put the uh, amplified up on this one, just adds the word constantly. And uh, that's just so true. It isn't just just when, when your back's against the wall, you know, that you have to start using faith. How many know you need to walk in faith every day of your life? Amen? I said amen? Amen. 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 So everybody say constantly. constantly. Amen. So let's do the next one. Let's see, message translation, I believe, Matt. Uh, it says, Jesus was, matter of fact, embrace this God life. And that's why I put that one, uh, pulled that text. Uh, embrace this God life. Amen. Really embrace it, and nothing will be too, too much for you. This mountain, for instance... Uh, just say, go jump in the lake, no shuffling or shilly-shallying, praise God, and it's as good as done, praise the Lord, amen. So look at your neighbor say, embrace the God life, amen. All right, with that said, Hebrews 11, I'll try to move through this fairly quick, Hebrews 11, and uh, we're going to do verse, uh, oh, pardon me, Hebrews 10, I'm sorry, sorry, Matt, Hebrews 10, 38, amen. It says, now the just shall live by faith, Amen. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. In other words, brings no satisfaction to God when you're backing up. Look at your neighbor and say, no room for backing up. Amen. We don't need to be backing up. Amen. But it said we live by faith. This is how we live our life. We conduct our life, praise God, by faith. Amen. Which to me then, when you kind of look at this text, faith is always about moving forward. Amen. It's not about backing up. It's about moving forward. It's about taking ground. Praise God. Amen. You're using your faith. You believe in God. Amen. For whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is you're dealing with, we believe, we, we rely on God, we have assurance in God, we trust in God, we have conviction, praise God, about things. So we refuse to draw back, back up, look back. I mean, the scriptures are pretty clear about ain't none of that worth it, praise God. And so, anyway, this is how we live, praise God. This is how we conduct life, amen, by faith. Now, um, last week started talking about a thing about walking. Um, we walk by faith, amen. So, uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Now, that's kind of a common verse. A lot of us, at least in this, these circles, that, uh, you know, that know that verse pretty well. And, you know, it just means that, you know, we, we walk by our believing and not by how it looks, not by, uh, not by the appearance of things. And uh, that word sight, you could even, uh, you know, as you kind of dive into that a little bit in the Greek, it, it kind of deals with the, the senses in a way. In other words, we're not moved by how, we, how it feels or how we feel or how it looks or, uh, you know, we're just not moved by, uh, you know, all these things. Amen. We're only going to be moved by what we believe. Amen. Because it's pretty key, isn't it? Because some days it don't look like, it's, it's working, right? I mean, you have those moments when maybe it just uh, doesn't seem right or doesn't feel right or whatever, but, but we know what the Word of God has to say, and so we're trusting God, and we're going to believe that no matter, even though maybe, maybe it's not by our timing. How about that one? I mean, you know, sometimes it ain't by your timing. Maybe you ever figured that out yet? You ever figured that one out? Or, amen. Sometimes we wish, you know, God would hurry up, right? <laughs> So sometimes we say, you know, I want it by tonight. And God says, hey, tomorrow morning be fine. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. The, the bottom line is that regardless of how it looks, regardless of how we feel, amen, we walk by faith. We walk by trusting God, by our confidence in God, hallelujah, by uh, believing in God, amen, by relying on God. That's how we walk. Now, this word walk, okay, which has been kind of a little key uh, word that we used last week, and we are going to again to use it again this week. The word walk here means to tread all around or to walk at large, to be occupied with is one of the statements it makes in a concordance. It means to live or to conduct life. So bottom line just, bottom line just means that, you know, in everyday life, in our walking from day to day, you know, uh, different things that we deal with on day to day, some things are pretty common every day. You know, you get up at a certain time, you got j jobs, you got school, you got kids that get, get off to school, you got, you know, different things that, that are going on every single day. And what the bottom line is, is that, you know, we, we have a life that we live and that we conduct every day. We conduct life a certain way, but it says you got to do it by faith. You got to trust in God along the way. Amen. So uh, that's the challenge. You know, pretty soon we're, we're, you know, we get caught up in things, stuff's going on, and it ain't long, and next thing you know, we're, we're relying on our own strength, or we're, uh, you know, we're, you know, getting caught up with things, and next thing you know, you're upset about something. If you just took a little few minutes and just took it before God, amen, the peace of God might have came, and, or you might have had your answer or got clarity about something. But what happens real, uh, what happens quite often is the temptation is to, uh, you know, let the circumstance get the better of you. And that's just the facts. You know, it happens. It's out there. And uh, so the idea is, is that regardless of what's going on, you know, even, uh, you know, when you think about it, even, you know, you get your kids off to school. I mean, sometimes it's going to take faith to do that. Some days is more understandable than others, ain't it? I mean, Amen. You know, get yourself to work, maybe. Get yourself out there, you know, get in the car, you know, get yourself going. Yeah, it might take a little faith. Come on. Amen. Uh, but, you know, the idea is to rely on God. Amen. He's your strength. He's your source. He's your answer. Praise God. He's your joy. Right? Come on. Uh, so this is just, this is why we put our faith in God. Amen. So what I did last week is in talking about, uh, you know, walking by faith, uh, the scriptures have, you know, probably... Uh, well, I, I grabbed about, a, I grabbed, I think, about a half a dozen areas that the Word says, you know, we're to walk a certain way, and uh, uh, I know that says more, there's more than a half a dozen, but I grabbed a half a dozen, and I took a, a few of them last week, and uh, one of them I put out, let's, let's maybe, we'll go ahead, uh, that Romans 6, put that up there, and we'll kind of cruise through, uh, through some of this maybe fairly quick because we touched on it last week, and we took our time to work through it. And uh, Romans, did I give you, let's see, Romans, did I tell you the wrong verse? I thought it was Romans 6. Yeah, Romans 6. I need verse 4 and 5. If I gave you the wrong one, I apologize, Matt. Romans 6, verse 4 and 5. Yeah, I must have wrote down the wrong verse. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. So Romans 6, verse 4 and 5 says this, uh, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk how in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Now we talk about walking in newness of life. That's how we're supposed to walk, conduct life. The word newness just means something totally new or youthfulness. It speaks of renewal, something fresh and vibrant. And of course, he's talking about this resurrection power, that the same way that you, uh, you know, uh, says that you came in the likeness of his death, amen, you also have to understand that you've also been raised up like that. Amen. You're in the likeness of his resurrection. Amen. That there's literally a resurrection power that's available for you or me, praise God, that can literally surge through your mortal body, the scripture says in Romans 8, 11, praise God. That that same glory that raised Christ from the dead is there to raise you up, praise God. Amen. Give you strength. Give you vitality. Give, uh, you know, regenerate, so to speak, your, your physical body, praise God. Now, uh, you know, the idea, the idea of this is that this is how we're, we ought to walk excited. We ought to walk, um, you know, vibrant. We ought to have a little, bit of a, a little bit of a skip to our step, so to speak, praise God. Why? Because we're children of God. But we got to do it by faith. And some days, you know, it's like, I don't feel like doing it by faith. But how I many know the more that, uh, you know, the times that it feels like you don't want is probably the times you need to. 
Amen. You got to believe God for this. Amen. Don't just let the, don't let your body dictate and and uh, you know let the enemy somehow suck you under because you're wore out and tired. Amen. And don't get me wrong, I get it. You got you got a lot on your plate, a lot going on. Uh, but some days you got to just let God rejuvenate your body. Let God rejuvenate your inner man. Praise God. Come alive unto God. Let that resurrection power, uh, you know, pulsate and surge through your mortal body. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's a way to live. Amen. Amen. It's a little easier to, to be an example uh, when, when you're alive. Does that make sense? You know, when you're kind of always dragging around and it's kind of hard to tell somebody, you know, you know, why don't you have what I have? <laughs> you know, accept Jesus and you can all be wore out like me. No, I don't just doesn't seem to work right. Come on, right? But you got some life about you, praise God. Amen. Pretty soon people want to know what, 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 what's going on in you. Well, man, Jesus is inside me, praise God, working good things, praise God. A lot of stuff going on. God's, amen. Right now, uh, the life of God is, is flowing through my veins. Hallelujah. God is, is living big on the inside of me. Praise God. How many of you got to grab that by faith? Amen. Of course, we talked a little bit more about that last week. Uh, the next one we talked about, I believe, was, uh, was out of Galatians chapter 5. Another one that we know about, it says, verse 16, it says, uh, walk in the Spirit. How many know we got to walk in the Spirit? And that just means by the breath of God. Amen. Just really, that's what it's talking about. Living by letting God breathe into you from day to day. And if God's breathing into you day to day, praise God, you're not going to be as apt to fulfill the lust of the flesh. I mean, a lot of times we got people, you know, getting all worked up. They're children of God. They know it. They're, heading, they're heaven bound. They know they got God on the inside, but they still struggle with things in their flesh. And then, so what they do is they spend their whole life struggling with those things in the flesh. They say, oh, I always got this problem. And, oh, and they strain at trying to walk this walk. And the whole time, God made it easier for you. He said, just let me breathe in you every day. So you take that time and you let God breathe into you, praise God. You walk by the Spirit. You live this life every day by letting God breathe into you, praise God. You'll find that your flesh don't give you near as many fits. Whew. Of course, you know, he goes on after this talking about the works of the flesh, which uh, really I kind of like to look at it more of, of the fruit of the flesh. In other words, you let the flesh dictate and dominate pretty soon, and this is the fruit you get. It's all this mess. And uh, the Bible calls it the works of the flesh. But then it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. So if you, if you let God breathe into you every day, let God breathe into your, let His Spirit breathe into your spirit, praise God, then you're going to have the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, amen, temperance, forbearance, however, you know, depending on the translation you got. But the bottom line is that that's what begins to come out because every day you're letting God breathe in you. This walk in God shouldn't be all that difficult. Right? But how I many know by faith, by faith, you're going to have to trust that God breathing into you is going to be enough. And by faith, you're going to have to spend a little time going to God to let God breathe into you. And I don't know how else to do it, but I just know for me, um, you know, I like to, you know, every morning just kind of, I get my time alone with Him. And I just sometimes, that's just what I do. I just literally just, just breathe in. I just feel like I'm just letting God, just taking a moment, just let him just breathe into me, speak into me, whatever he wants to do at that time. Amen. And then I start praying, you know, usually in the spirit a little bit. And then if he gives me a leading or something, I jump on that, start, you know, praying about that. There's a few things that maybe I'll every day make sure I just kind of make statements of faith and declarations of faith and my confession of faith, you know, out there. But, but, but by letting God just, just by faith, I'm just letting him breathe into me. Amen. Just by spending a little time. And it takes some faith to do all that. It takes some confidence in God to do that. Because otherwise you're going to be more moved by how you feel or how it looks. You, you know, have you ever sat down and uh, you, I'm going to sit down and pray, and, but all you can think about is what you're going to make for lunch and uh, you know, what's going to happen today. Uh, I wonder what the kids are doing. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that tries to take your time. Come on, right? And by you got to have to... Okay, settle down and say, you know what, I ain't nothing else. I'm just going to trust God. He's taking care of the kid thing. He's taking care of the money thing. He's taking care of that 
health thing. He's taking care of that thing over there, that work thing. He's taking care of that situation there. And just I'm just going to let God breathe into me. Amen. As, as I do that, praise God, life just gets a little easier. Amen. Of course, there's a whole lot more to that, but that's, that's some of the things we talked about last week. The last one we talked about uh, was out of, um, let's see, I think I took the Ephesians 5 reference. One and two, let's go ahead and read those. It says, therefore, be imitators of God. That word imitator is a Greek word mimic, okay, uh, where we get a word to mimic, all right? And uh, so be a mimicker or an imitator of God as dear children. Okay, so then he tells you how, what to do. Verse two says, and walk in love. And you go, oh, man, we got to walk in love. Yeah, we got to walk in love. That's how, we, that's how we live our life. We walk in love. Amen. Last week we took, we took some time, went through 1 Corinthians. Actually, it's, one, it's the part that took me way too long last week because I, I was really hoping to kind of scream through a whole bunch of this and got into 1 Corinthians. I thought, you know what? I think we'll just take a little time here, and that's what we did. So kind of just little by little took some time of what, what love is and what love is not. Amen. And just through doing that, bring some understanding of how it does take faith to walk in love, doesn't it? Because when you're talking about walking in love, who are we talking about walking in love with? We're talking about walking in love with other people, right? And then somebody said, well, it's not hard to love God, right? But you've know, you got to love your neighbor. You've got to love that, that family member. You've got to love that work uh, person, that person you work with. That You've got to love that person in the church. Come on, somebody. And uh, you've got to walk in love. And there's all kinds of things, there are ways to walk in love. And love is about a, a giving, a self, you know, a self-sacrificial, in a sense, love or a giving uh, of yourself, amen, toward another. Which means that, you know, that means you've got to kind of put you on the back burner once in a while. Does that make sense? So how I many know it takes faith to do that? And with few people, it might take a little more faith than other people. Am I right? Come on, right? But the Word says this. See, it goes on to say on that text in 1 Corinthians that love never fails. So if you, can, if you can continue to walk in love, then you have to understand that love never fails. So it takes faith to continue to walk in love to get to that place where love never fails. Amen. Because otherwise we go a little bit and walk in love, you know, till about you know, nine in the morning, and then from about then on, it's over with, man. We're done. So he said, well, I, I walked in love for two hours. Well, you know, it's probably the other seven that, that hung you up. I'm just, you know, whatever. Come on, right? But it takes faith to do that. Amen. So we kind of, you know, took some time and, and looked at that, that, you know, even though the Bible says we're to walk in love, we're to walk in the Spirit, praise God, uh, you know, we're to walk in new, <coughs> excuse me, newness of life, uh, that even though we're called to walk this way, God says, you do it, amen, relying on me. You do it depending on me. Amen. He's not asking any of us to do any of this in our own strength. That's good news. So it's by faith, amen. So by faith, amen. We walk by faith and not by sight, amen. So let's look at another one today. We're going to go, let's go to 3 John, amen, 3 John. A little book that only takes you a few minutes to read. <coughs> Excuse me. Third John. And um, I'm going to read, uh, actually I'm going to read a couple of, verse 2. I'll just read a few verses here. It says, Beloved, talking to you and me, I pray that you may prosper. Literally means to succeed in reaching, okay, to succeed in business affairs, amen, to prosper, in all things. Everybody say all things. So God wants you to succeed in all things. He wants you to prosper in all things. That's good news, isn't it? And it says, and be in health. Amen. How many know you? God wants you healthy? Come on, now this is good news, right? Okay, so prosper in all things, succeed in all things, and also be in health. But it said, just as your soul prospers, your mind, your will, your emotions. Remember uh, last couple, well, couple weeks here, Trudy talked about the difference between spirit, soul, and body. Took some time with all that, amen? But the soul being your mind, your will, your emotions, your mental faculties. So he's talking about as your mind prospers. In other words, as your mind is renewed, 
to things, and so goes your life, right? Verse 3 says, For I, I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth, everybody say truth, that is in you. So something's working in them. What's working in them? Truth, right? There's truth, okay, working in them. Just as you, here we go, walk in the truth. So we're going to talk about walking in the truth here. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Across your cross reference there says walking in the truth. Amen. So in other words, he says, uh, you know, that uh, there's obviously something working in you. And he says, you're, you're walking in truth. And just before that, he says that you got to get something working. You got to get your soul, your mind renewed. Amen. As your soul prospers, so you succeed, so you are in health. In other words, what he's trying to bring out is, amen, walking in the truth. Well, okay, walk in the truth. Well, the word truth here um, uh, speaks of that which is true. It means to follow or abide in accordance to that which is true. That's what he's talking about when he's talking about walking in the truth. So John 17, let's put that, actually just put these up on the board, brother. John 17, verse 17. This is Jesus, uh, actually, as he was praying for the disciples, he said, sanctify them by your truth. In other words, set them apart by your truth. Your word is truth. Now, it wasn't too long ago we talked about the, uh, the, uh, you know, the armor of God, talking about the belt of truth, which is probably more or less dealing with, you know, you being truth, you know, sincere, real. I mean, that's what that's referring to. But this is talking about now bringing out how His Word is truth, okay? His Word is truth. How many know you can count on the Word? How many know the Word works? But He said, you know, sanctify or set them apart is what it means. Set them apart by your truth. In other words, your Word is going to make them different. Your Word, amen, is truth, and that truth is going to make them different. Are you with me? There's a way to walk. And here we are as Christians. You know, we got to walk in the Spirit. We got to walk in love, walk in newness of life. But we got to walk in the truth, too. Now, how many know we, we, we don't know all the truth, do we? That was weak. How, how much truth do you know? I don't know. You know, just, just what I've been my mind renewed to. But how many know every day we, we should be learning something more? <laughs> Come on now. All right? I haven't arrived yet. Have you arrived? Come on now. So, you know, we should be, you know, walking in truth. Well, how do I get to walking in truth? Well, obviously the Word's got to be involved. All right, let's look at another verse. Let's do John 8. Let's put that up there. John 8, verse 31 and 32 says this. And Jesus said to those Jews who believed, in him, believed him, if you abide or remain or continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed, verse 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, remember, we're talking, we've got, we got to walk in this truth. Well, if you're walking in the truth, then you should be free. Why are you free? Because the truth made you free. Well, what truth? The truth you know. Because the only truth that's going to make you free is the truth you know. Remember now, you, you succeed in reaching, you prosper and are in health as your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions prospers. In other words, as this thing becomes renewed, to obviously the Word, then it begins to make a change in how you walk your life, conduct life. Is that right? Think about it. Um, you know, if you're going along and, and you don't, you know, well, in fact, uh, um, in some of the uh, stuff we were talking about on Sunday services, uh, uh, John, or probably Paul, talking in Ephesians 4, he, he talks about in there that, that they have been alienated from the life of God. Now, the people he's talking about that are alien or, or a non-participant of the life of God are the people who don't know any different. He said that they're walking, it literally says, they're walking like the Gentiles walk. So they're living their life no different than the person who doesn't even know God. And he's talking about people who know God. 
So even a person who knows God, if they don't, if they are not renewing their mind and trying to drive out, you know, the ignorance I could use, because that's the word it uses there in, in Ephesians 4, drive out the darkness that's between the ears. Can I say that? No offense there. It's just, I just the fact. I just think about what we're trying to do is walk in the truth. Well, the only way you're going to walk in the truth is you're going to have to start hearing some truth. Because if you don't hear the truth, then you keep walking like you always walked. That's just, I mean, that's just plain and simple. Before I got saved, I walked a certain way. You know, I'm not talking about, you know, walking cool or anything. I'm talking about I, I thought a certain way. I conducted life a certain way. I, I thought this is the way it is. This is, the, you know, this is the way life's going to be. You know, people get, you know, they get, they're born, they grow up, they go they play sports. They, uh, you know, they, maybe they go to college after that or maybe not. Maybe they go get a job and they think, okay, my life now is about make sure I get a good 401k plan and, and, and make sure, you know, that, uh, you know, my life is going to be okay so someday I can have a motorhome and drive around the world. I mean, if everybody's got their ideas about what life should be, right? And they're going along thinking, and, I, and there ain't nothing wrong with having a motorhome and drive around the world. I'm just, but the point is this. The point is everybody just kind of has a certain way to think, and so they just kind of conduct life like everybody else conducts life. And they just kind of jump in line, and everybody kind of flows a certain way. But then you got saved. And all of a sudden it's like, this is, it just seemed like we're always going against the flow, right? Well, you kind of are going against the flow. And so what he's trying to do is say that, listen, you got to walk in truth. You, so you got to start renewing your mind to truths, amen, because otherwise you're going to keep thinking like you used to think. And then what you do is you've limited yourself you have become a non-participant of the life of God. Now, for whatever it's worth, you know, the Word says this, that you can't be separated from the love of God, but you can be separated from the life of God. Okay, the whole time God loves you, but you're missing out on all the stuff God has for you. And so we're, we're trying to live life as a Christian, and so what ends up happening a lot of times is, you know, we're... we're, we're living like we always did and just trying to take a little piece of God and fit it here and a little piece of God and fit it here and a little piece of God and fit it right here and, and then keep trying to walk this thing. And, and then pretty soon we're, we got this juggle act going between church, work, family. And that's how we live our life. And we think, you know, I got saved and all I did was put more stuff on my plate. Well, there's probably a few things on your plate that need to be modified. And the only way to modify that is to begin to walk in truth. Hear some things. Because once you start hearing some things, all of a sudden now you're not thinking like you used to think. It's not real deep, is it? You know, put that uh, John 8 back up there again. <clears throat> you shall know the truth. Verse 32, it says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now, anybody like being free? That just means liberty and freedom. It just, it's, that's a good thing, right? Well, the only thing that can make you free is truth. Okay, but the only way the truth, or pardon me, the only truth that's ever going to make you free is the truth you know. Otherwise, we're ignorant to that truth. And if we're ignorant to a, a truth, then that truth can't make you free. So, we'll, I mean, this is where faith comes in. It's like, I got I to gotta trust that God knows a little more than me. Or I got to even trust the fact that even though I might know a few things in this Bible, I don't know everything in this Bible. And I got to have a little bit of faith in the fact that if I keep meditating on this thing, as my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions are renewed, as they begin to prosper, my life begins to succeed. My health even gets better. A brother came up to me and um, 
made a, uh, I was talking about on Sunday about, uh, about just, you know, keeping, you know, keeping your words right and, and praising and, and uh, keeping, being thankful and, and uh, brother came and brother, can I say it, Matt, brother Matt, right, wave at Matt right there. Amen. And uh, Matt come up to me, he says, I want you to know that, that I'm a living testimony of that. And he said that, uh, you know, he had, he had a whole bunch of stuff hitting him all at the same time. And it was. He was being bombarded. And the temptation is to come under all that mess. And uh, so if I'm saying something out of line, you just weigh me down, bro. Um, the, he just said that. He said, all of a sudden, I got to realize and I can't, I can't let my words bury me. So he said, I, I started getting more thankful a um, little bit less negative, you know, he started talking, about, that all began to change, but he said, as I did, he said, within a month, everything started shifting. Now, it doesn't mean everything's perfect yet, but, but he, he found a truth, he found a truth, and he, Matt had been sitting here hearing truths for a long time now, and that thing clicked, and so he began to apply faith to activate that truth, and when he did, he says, it began to shift his life. Is that okay, Matt? Love you, brother. Appreciate you. Let me use you as a, you know, testimony here. To it. Uh, but anyway, so um, to me, I think what happened there is the truth that he got to know is the truth that made him free. So now his life, his walk's different. Yeah, well, it's getting different. Amen. Well, things are shifting and changing, right? Because he became free in an area of his life because he got to know a truth. Now, verse 31, put that verse 31 back up there, brother. So how do you get to do that? How does a truth, amen, come alive on the inside of somebody and they get to know it to the place that it makes them free? Well, you're going to have to, it says here, abide in his word. And the word, you are my disciples, literally means disciplined ones indeed. And so all that means is, uh, you know, you stay with it, you stick with it, you become disciplined with getting the word in you. See, we can't talk about a life of God without somewhere along the line. We've got to say, you're going to have to get in this thing. You're going to have to hang out in here, and, and it'd, be, it'd be really better if you did it every day. And, and, and somebody said, well, you know, I, I do the Bible reading. That's great. That's great. It's all wonderful. You know, we're, as a congregation, we even got, you know, some Bible reading things we're doing together. But I have found, too, that sometimes, you know, if you're working on a truth in your heart, you find those, that word, that truth, that, that verse or verses, and you begin to just meditate them every day. Just take them, begin to quote them and say, them, what are you trying to do? Well, I, I, I'm going to do what the Bible says. What are you going to do? I'm going to walk in the truth. So I'm going to become free, amen, I'm going to walk free because I'm walking in the truth, because the truth that I'm getting to know, because I'm abiding in it, remaining in it, continuing in it, becoming disciplined with it, praise God, is setting me free. Because it changed me because every day, amen, I'm getting this word in me because this word is truth. And this truth will set me apart from others, will sanctify me, will make me different, will set me apart from the way I was before. So that I'm now a participant. I'm just spitting all over the place. I'm seeing just glistening in the light there. I'm a participant, amen, of the life of God now in other areas of my life. Pastor Jerry has been ministering the word for over 30 years and I still don't have all the truths, still learning, still gleaning more, still learning more. And even things I thought I had her down, still finding out I still got more to learn. So the, how you find that out? Well, you, you abide in that word. You continue in this word. And the more you do it, praise God, the more it begins to set you free and change you, praise God. And that area here begins to develop, and this thing begins to develop. This thing falls by the wayside. This thing is eliminated. This problem just goes somewhere, praise God. Whoever cares where it goes, it just goes, praise the Lord. And all of a sudden, you're walking in the truth. Having confidence in God, 
leaning on God. I'm thinking about if you got if you got faith in God, why wouldn't you spend time with God's word? I mean, really, right? If I got confidence in him, then maybe I should, you know, probably rely on what he says. It's just a thought. Is this all right? Am I boring you tonight? I don't think it's very deep, but I just think it's, I think sometimes we don't realize that that's all about walking by faith. So I walk in the truth. So I'm not only walking in the spirit, not only walking in love, not only walking in newness of life, I'm walking, hallelujah, in the truth. Somebody say, in the truth. Look at your neighbor and say, praise the Lord. Woo, walking in the truth. So, amen. You're going to have to stay in the Word. All right, stay in the Word. I'm going back to Ephesians, Ephesians 5. Let's look at one here, Ephesians 5. We were there earlier, but let's go a little bit further down here. We'll go to verse 8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. It goes on to say, walk as children of light. Amen. Children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord, and have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done uh, by them in secret. Of course, talking about the things, the, he's trying to define the difference between dark and light, okay? But all things that are exposed, in other words, are, uh, in a sense, brought out into the light, all right? are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Everybody say light. Then it says, therefore, awake, you who sleep. That just means to just, you know, to rise up or rouse oneself, you who sleep. That word sleep there literally means a carnal lack uh, of interest, or yeah, a carnal lack of interest of concerning spiritual matters. So he's just saying, talking to believers, now he says, listen, you can get to the place where you've just kind of, you know, kind of, you know, kind of gotten ease. I'm just, you know, doing, you know, what we do every week. Pretty soon you just kind of don't even realize that you kind of got, got kind of this, you know, slack and come on. He says, you got to wake up, rise up. Why? Because you're light. You're light. Now, he goes on to say this. He says, arise from the dead. Can you he's talking to the church. Whew, this, this whole section right here just preach, boy. Arise from the dead, and Christ what? Will what? Give you light. Now, so he says, you know, wake up, rouse yourself. I mean, it's going to take a little faith to do that. But he said this, you know, verse, let's go back up to the first verse there again, brother, verse uh, 8 there. He says, why? Well, because, you, you know, you were darkness. You're not darkness anymore. You were darkness, but now you... You, you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So this is another way we got to walk. We got to walk as children of light, right? Because you are light. So you can't, you can't lose sight of that. You got to keep yourself right. Keep yourself on top. Keep yourself alive. Come on, somebody. Keep yourself, in a sense, fervent. Praise God. Why? Because you're light. Well, what the heck does that mean? Well, let's look it up then. All right. So light. Hallelujah. Look at your name. Say, you're light. Light. Force. Okay. Uh, is the word, Hebrew word, or Greek word. It says make to see. It means to illuminate, enlighten. But here we go. It means radiant energy making sight possible. Radiant energy making sight possible. Radiant energy making sight possible. So you are radiant energy making sight possible. You, amen, are there to enlighten, to illuminate, to make others able to see. You are the light, and you have to walk in the light. Where it says, walk in the light as He is in the light, amen, it says in 1 John. Amen, you are light, amen, He's light, and you are light. And he says, rouse yourself, keep yourself roused, and He'll make sure you'll never run out of light. And somebody says, well... I mean, isn't that just kind of, you know, figuratively kind of thing? No, no, you're light. If you could see in the Spirit, you, you know, we'd, we'd know who's glowing and who ain't. 
That's true. If, if we could right now see in the Spirit, some of us would be, whoo, praise the Lord. We got a good light going on. And somebody else might say, oops, my light ain't so bright. Whatever, right? But see, because it, it could just be just because it's all dependent on, you know, where you're at when you walk with Him. And it, I mean, it takes faith to stay, you know, to rely and depend on Him. Keep yourself fervent. Keep yourself alive. Keep yourself in that radiant energy that makes sight possible. Why? Because everybody around you is depending on your light. We depend on your light when you come in here. Because this little light of mine, next to your little light of yours, makes a bigger and bigger light. So we're going to let it shine let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Uh, amen. And we get enough light together. Amen. And pretty soon, amen, we permeate uh, the community. We permeate the state. Come on, somebody, with the light that's shining on the inside of us, or from us, I should say. Still with me? Okay, let's get another reference on that. Let's go Matthew. Let's do uh, Matthew 5. It says this, you are the light of the world. It says, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. It can't be. If you ever kind of come, you know, you're driving out maybe down an interstate and maybe out in the middle of nowhere and you're just kind of cruising along and it's, it's real dark, ain't nothing out there, but all of a sudden you kind of look over the horizon and you see light. You go, what's that? Well, it can't be the moon. The moon's up here. What is that? Well, it's a city. You're coming up to a city. And, you, you know, the, the bigger the city, the bigger the light it is. You know, it just, it just kind of, you know, all of a sudden, there it is, it's glowing out there. And he says, he says you're, like a, you're like a city. And we get enough of you together, and it's like, it just gets brighter and brighter. Amen. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. It just can't be hidden. It's, it's out there. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next verse. Verse 15, please. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. But what? We, we light a lamp, and what do we do with it? We put it on a lampstand, right? And then why? Well, because it'll give light to all who are in the house. You know, it doesn't even take that much light. We have these, you know, nightlight things that are kind of throughout the house in different places, and just so that, you know, when you, you get up and you kind of walk through the house, all of a sudden it just kind of lights up, and, and uh, it doesn't take much. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you may, for a second there, you're kind of trying to get your bearing, but all of a sudden, <laughs> Light comes out, you know, no problem. See where you're going, you know. You don't step into, you know, and trip on something and stub your toe or, come on, right? Doesn't take much light. I mean, I don't need a light that lights the whole house up. I just need a little light to light up that room. Amen. So I can see what I'm doing. So, you know, here you are, a light. Amen. That's supposed to light up a room, light up, amen, uh, uh, a place of employment. Light up a school, amen, light up a classroom, uh, you know, light up a family. So you, you might be the only light in the family reunion. You got to light your light, man. You got to keep it lit. Amen, right? I'm just saying. Well, why? Because people count on it, right? It gives light to all who are in the house. Verse 16, here we go. Let your light so shine before men. But, but see, if we're, if we're kind of casual... If we're kind of at ease, and in fact, I think it's, uh, I want to say, I think it's Amos, uh, Amos 6, I think it is. It says, woe to those who are at ease in Zion. Talking about the church. Woe to those who are so casual. Why? Because you get too casual, and pretty soon your, your light just gets so, you know, it's not doing what it's made to do. That's why you got to wake up out of sleep. Rise from the dead, so to speak, depending on where you're at. Praise God in your walk. Amen. Why? So your light shines. Amen. If you stay fervent in Him, He'll make sure your light stays lit. Praise God. Amen. Why? Let your light so shine before men. Why? That they may see your good works. Whew, so obviously, it must have something to do with, you know, how you conduct your life. Amen. And it says that when you do that, they see you, they see your life, and they begin to give glory to your Father in heaven. Some say, well, if you knew the people I'm around, they don't give glory to God. Listen, you get your light shining bright enough, it won't be long, they will be. You know, I always remember, uh, you know, a guy that, you know, and this, I sometimes go back to these things in the mill because it was early on, and, 
and you know, was, we're in a place that nobody, you know, everybody, you know, language is different, the people are different, and nobody, you know, is really letting their light shine, <laughs> and uh, and so I just remember, you know, I'm just I'm just gonna be out there, you know, and be, you know, just I didn't care what anybody thought, you know, just kind of was that way, you know. And this guy came up and, and um, you know, working my machine, and all of a sudden I look over and this guy slid into my cage and uh, up against my locker, just stood there. And I'm like, and I knew this guy because he, he kind of, you know, up to this point had been kind of a, well, just say he was ornery, okay, and especially to me because of what I stood for. And, uh, but all of a sudden, here he is now next to my work, you know, inside my cage. I got a cage because I'm in this, you know, running this machine, and, and he slid in, just standing. I'm looking over like, he said, I need to talk to you. I'm thinking, what's he got going? So I went up to him, and what's up? He goes, some guys came to my door yesterday. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about, man? They start talking about God. But I don't think they were right. Were they right? I said, I don't know what they were talking about. What were they talking about? Well, that you need God in your life. I'd say they're right about that. Because I don't know who it was. And then start talking about, okay, well, maybe they're not all right. But they, had, they at least got you stirred up. Amen, right? And so all of a sudden, you're right. He, you know, had something. All of a sudden, he's just started. But it's, it opened the door. Amen. And he says, I didn't know who to talk to, so I need to come talk to you. Because you're like God stuff. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, it, it was a start. And then next thing you know, he had a question, another question, another question. And then I just told him, I said, listen, man, you know, you, yeah, if you don't get God in your heart, man, it's going to be really bad for you. Really bad. He's like, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially for you. <laughs> what do I do? Well, you better accept the Lord right now. That's the best thing to do right now. Huh? How do I do that? Well, you ask him in your heart. You know, just went through the whole thing. He said, and I said, I'll help you with it. All right. Got him saved. And it, it stuck. Because <laughs> I had a lot of fun with this boy after that. Amen. <laughs> he would just, he'd always come and go, <laughs> sound like a, um, it was that guy on the yeah, Roscoe. He goes every time he comes. I was like, he just always had questions, so I'd answer his questions. He'd go, I thought, man, this is fun. Yeah, you know. And he came up one time. He said, "My wife's got to get this too." I said, "Yeah." Oh, but she don't want nothing to do with this God stuff. I said, "Well, you didn't either." Well, that's right. Well, what do I do? I said, "We better anoint our pillow." That's what I had, I guess. So let's do that, you know. So what do I do? Well, here, I got some anointing oil. Take this and just put a little bit. Don't do it. Don't, don't, don't soak it. She'll know. I said, you know, just down a little bit and pray over it. She lays her head down at night. God will visit her in dreams or something. I mean, I don't know. Just We're just reaching, man. We're reaching. And little by little, you know, and... It started clicking and working there, praise God. And, and uh, he, of course, he's, you know, a lot of other things happened in his life later on. But, uh, but yeah, it wasn't too long ago, a couple years back, and got to see him again. And, and he's still serving the Lord, still loves the Lord, praise the Lord, right? And uh, got some things working in his heart. But the point being is that, you know, if you don't become a light, amen, then you might miss out on some things. Amen. <clears throat> and uh, I just, you know, I, one brother said it this way, live God loud. So I just kind of adapt, you know, adopted that. And uh, I just figured you live God loud. Everybody know how you think, how you feel, and uh, not be afraid to uh, let people know you, you serve God and that you love the Lord. Somebody says, well, they may not like it. Well, they may not, but at least they know where you stand. Right? right. And then, you know, as I've said it many times, um, they'll help you live it from there on. Well, no, they don't know God. No, they'll help you live it because as soon as you start walking the wrong way, they'll let you know about it. Right? And it's just, just whatever. But the point I'm just saying, it's just better to stay fervent so you don't back up, don't quit, right? 
But we have to walk in the light, right? Because we are the light, because we're the difference maker. And obviously, they're looking, people, remember, it's radiant energy to make sight possible. So you are radiant energy to make sight possible. So if you're not going to shine, it's not going to make sight possible for somebody else. And sometimes it's just as simple as that, okay? Simple as that. One guy just all of a sudden just knows, all I know is I, I know I could come talk to Rick because I know Rick knows God. He might have, not have a clue of, of, of what he, you know, where he's at, or he might have a clue where you're at even with your walk. All he knows is that because, you know, I know that you're a God guy, you're a Jesus guy, and I know you, you probably know some things about Jesus. He does. So if somebody says, I want some of that Jesus stuff, I want to understand some things, well, then Rick can help him with some things. He knows he knows because well, well, the radiant energy within you made sight possible for another individual. And all you had to do is just keep your fire lit. Just keep walking it. Stay fervent in God. And, and it just, it just, that light begins to shine. And little by little, somebody says, well, man, I don't want nobody coming up to talk to me because I don't know what, to, what, if, I don't, what if I don't know what to say. I said, well, what did God do for you? I mean, when I first got, you know, first, you know, I remember, you know, many, many stories. And you probably all get so tired of my stories, don't you? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, some, it's like, well, what, do you, what are you going to do? Well, I don't know. How do you pray? I don't know. I just, God's good. And you're different when you're around him. And he saved me, changed my life, and I'm going to heaven one day. Hallelujah. What else do you know? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, man, when we first, uh, we first came out here, I, wasn't, I was just pretty young in the Lord. And um, true to myself, we got involved in a church that um, they were just kind of getting off the ground and taking off. And they had a, uh, one started youth group. And... Uh, and they said, well, you and Trudy should be youth leaders. <laughs> but, okay, what do I do? Well, you know, teach kids. What? So I had to lean on Trudy because Trudy, you know, she's been saved a lot of years. So she, Trudy, what do we preach? She knew more than I did. And all I knew to do, all I knew to do is, I, you know, I had to get in the Word, had to stay in the Word, hear things, teachings, listen to, you know, tapes and things and teachings, and, and I just glean all I could and learn all I could, and then I just, I just get it all in there, and then I'd show up on, on that Wednesday night and go, wah! Just erupt with everything that was in me. And that somebody said, well, they try to ask questions. They go, I don't know all that stuff. All I know is God saves, God heals, God delivers. Who wants some? <laughs> didn't know. And sometimes it was obvious I didn't know a lot. I remember the first, youth, uh, first uh, Bible study we did. But you dive into it, you learn, you grow, you let your light shine. You learn, you grow, you let your light shine more. You learn, you grow, you let your light shine more. And pretty soon it becomes such a part of your life. Don't have all the answers. I still don't have all the answers. But I know the one that does. <clears throat> right? And uh, so anyway, the point is, is that sometimes, you know, when you start talking about you know, you know, walking in the light, that's where faith comes in. Remember, you, we, we rely on Him. I don't have all the answers, but I know the one that does. So sometimes a question gets asked, and I, you know, me and Trudy would dive in there and say, okay, let's get the answers for this thing, you know. And, you know, I always look at it this way, and, you know, I'm learning too, right? I'm, I'm growing. I remember in the mill, working in the mill, and one guy come up, and he he, uh, you know, was of a different faith, and, and uh, you know, he uh, made me look like an idiot because he had some things that he knew, and, 
and, and I'm trying to, you know, I don't have a clue what he's talking about, and, and I'm just, you know, and he deliberately tried to make me look like an idiot, and it succeeded. But, uh, hmm, I don't like looking like an idiot. Get back in that word, find out what he's talking about. And I find out, and I come back the next day, he says, uh, ask me that question again. Amen. I got some answers for you now. Amen, right? And the point is, is that, you know, a lot of people are so afraid to, you know, what if somebody asks something I don't know? Well, that's going to happen. You still got to let your light shine. Your radiant energy making sight possible. It doesn't mean that you have all the answers. It just means you're making sight possible. All of a sudden, people are now, oh, this is what it looks like. And all of a sudden, you just have something else to share, something else to do. You dive in it. It stirs them to dive into it. Next thing you know, we're all growing together, and this little light becomes a hawking light. Come on, somebody. Right? Bugs. What's that? They don't what? Unless it's a headlight. I don't know. No, that's true. Got to keep moving. <laughs> Yeah, they grow. Come on. Anyway, God's good. Amen. Are you, am I boring you tonight? So you got to walk in, uh, you know, truth. You got to walk in the light. Praise God. I, I put the Acts 26 up there, uh, Matt, just because um, this is what Paul, this is what Paul knew he was called to do. I'm there, I'm there to open eyes. That's what Paul, we're talking about Paul. Apostle Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, you know, by the Spirit of God. And, uh, this is what his calling was. He was he's, you know, at the time, he's, he's testifying of what he was called to do. I'm, I'm called to go out there and open the eyes of others, right, in order to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan toward God, right, that they may uh, receive forgiveness of sins. They may receive what their inheritance among those who are sanctified, amen, by faith in me. So uh, this is Jesus, what Jesus said to him. So anyway, the point is, is that, you know, this is what really when it really comes down to it, you're the light and you're, you're just to help open eyes and take people out of the dark and take them out of the grip of the enemy and bring them into what they're called to and who they're called to be. And, and, and you, can't, you, you don't even have all the answers, but you do have light. Amen. And by faith, let that light shine. Can we do one more? Last one. Colossians 1. We'll close with this one. Whew. Doing all right? All right. Uh, Colossians 1, verse 9 and 10. I love this. This is something we pray over y'all pretty frequent. So, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, this is 1 9, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why? That you may, here we go, walk worthy of the Lord. One translation, walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. The word worthy there means appropriate, um, proper, accordingly, befittingly, complementary even. In other words, it should, it should speak of something good. Uh, it also means goodly, which is kind of a key word here, I guess. Uh, so a life that's worthy of the Lord, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, which we kind of already touched on that. But the bottom line is, a life, amen, that's worthy of the Lord, you're walking worthy of the Lord, that's fully pleasing to Him, and it's fruitful, right? Now, we've kind of already been touching on a little bit of this, but, but the bottom line is worthily, in other words, a life, a walk, that is going to speak of God, right? And I think we've kind of already been, you know, when we're talking about walking in the light, walking in truth, it's, this all kind of fits together, but here he says it this way, walk worthy of the Lord, Amen. A life, amen, that's worthy, in a manner that's worthily, amen, or appropriately, amen, accordingly, amen. And I think that's just, isn't that kind of the way it should be? I think as you grow, as the light, you know, is increasing, as the truth is increasing in your life, uh, little by little, your life begins to modify and change, amen. And it should be what the things you used to maybe get caught up in, you don't get caught up in anymore. Uh, the way you used to talk, you don't talk anymore. Uh, the attitude you always yielded to, you don't yield to anymore. How I many you know it's going to take some faith to do that too? 
You're going to have to trust him and, and know that every day, you know, you're going to be made different. And this is what I wanted to say about this one, okay? There isn't any condemnation, shame, guilt. Just, just grow. Let God grow you up. You know, I shared that time and I, I threw a temper tantrum right in front of everybody at the mill. Remember that one? You all remember that story? Threw that piece of equipment and just, it shattered. And it's like, of course, everybody and their dog's watching. Right? They all had a dog that day. Anyway, uh, but anyway, everybody's watching, you know, and, and, uh, and I remember at that time, and here I am, uh, you know, they called me the preacher man, you know. And the preacher man blew his top right in front of everybody. Well, how many know that's probably not walking worthy? <laughs> it wasn't. It was embarrassing. Anyway, <laughs> so I had one of them moments. And it's like, well, what are you going to do about it? Well, you're going to add to it and have another moment? Or are you going to walk worthy of the Lord? Well, you know, if you, if you're, if you, in your heart, just going to be, just, has anybody ever, no, don't raise your hand. Uh, you know, we've all probably had a moment like that, right, or something. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe that's just making me feel better. If, you, if I know you've all at least had one of their moments. Maybe not. Okay, maybe I'm the only one who has those moments. But anyway, the point is, I do know one thing. I'm in right standing with God. And I do know that my God still loves me, even though I threw a temper tantrum. Now, he, he probably didn't appreciate it. But he still loves me. And uh, so um, I could have came under um, guilt, shame, or condemnation as a result of it. Or I could put my faith in God that my God will show me how to make this thing right. And he did. And through it, actually gained ground. Now, now I'm encouraging nobody to throw you cool and throw pieces and tools. And, and I'm not asking that. Right? But I went and apologized for what I had done. Apologized to my supervisor, my lead man, and anybody else that saw it. I went around and I said, listen, what you saw there was a temper tantrum that a preacher man shouldn't have done, and I apologize. It was humbling, but I did it. And what came out of that was God had gave me a place in the heart of several of those individuals, and part of it was the leadership of that mill. And as a result of it, it created an opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after that because they saw a guy that was just being real, that messed up, but still was made it right. Come on, somebody, right? And ain't going around claiming I was perfect at everything. I just knew I blew it, made it right. Amen. What are you doing? Purposing to walk worthy of the Lord. So my point with that, the reason I brought all that up, is it takes faith in God to keep doing that because you're probably going to stumble once in a while. Listen, you say, well, Pastor, you know, you're encouraging people to stumble? No, not at all. You'll do it, you'll do it just fine without being encouraged. Listen, you might think I'm, you know, I, I've lost more people over the years that have left the church because they blew it and made a mistake got embarrassed, and they don't want to show their face anymore. And it's sad. It's like, well, who hadn't messed up? Who hadn't made a mistake? All right? We're not encouraging mistakes, but who hasn't made a mistake? So, you know, what you do is put your faith in God, rely on God, and if you got to go make something right, go make it right. No big deal. Just go make it right and just keep moving forward. Walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, fruitful in every good work and increasing in, amen, you're increasing in insight, revelation, and knowledge of God, amen, you just keep going, you keep growing. Listen, if we have to be perfect before we're able to do anything, we're in trouble. And if you've got to wait for all the lights to go green before you back out of the garage, we ain't going to get anywhere. Right? So the point is, it takes some faith in God but there is a way we got to walk. We do got to walk in truth. 
And we do got to walk in the light. And we do have to walk worthy of the Lord. Amen. That's what we're called to do. But we do it by faith. We lean on Him. We trust in Him. Amen. We put our confidence in Him. We let Him empower us. Him, amen, illuminate us. Amen. Him walk us through this thing. Him show us how, how to do this and do it better or do it right or whatever. Amen. Amen. Did anybody get anything tonight? Yeah. Give the Lord praise. Come on. Why don't you all stand up? Praise the Lord. Appreciate you letting me get through that. <clears throat> Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm so grateful just that, uh, you know, through all the mess, through all the ups and downs, God's still working. God's still moving. You know, you know when, you, when you made that mistake, you know, God didn't fall off the throne. Amen. Sometimes we get a little embarrassed by things, but, but it, didn't really, it didn't really shake him any. It might have shaked you or maybe a couple people next to you, but <laughs> it didn't shake him. Amen. And uh, so I always... You know, it just take faith just to keep walking it. I, if, if there was, uh, um, you know, every now and then you get somebody to come up and say, you, you know, tell me what's the, you know, what's the most important thing, you know, to, you know, in God or some kind of thing or about God or about, you know, your life or in God or whatever. And one of those things is always going to come out, and I'm going to say, just keep moving forward. Please, just keep moving forward. Well, I don't understand this, so just keep moving forward. Well, this isn't just keep moving forward. Well, I just keep moving forward. And you'll be amazed at what God begins to fix and turn and adjust and change and show and reveal. And, and pretty soon, praise God, you're standing firm in God and the light brighter and brighter every day. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise and glory and honor. Thank you so much for a people of God that had an ear to hear tonight and a heart to receive it. Thank you, Lord God, amen, just for growing us up, praise God, that we're going to walk this thing right, walk the way we're supposed to, walking in faith, praise God, and I just give you the praise and the glory for it. Father, thank you for all the glorious things that you've already began within each and every one of us, and even as your word says, that we can be confident that the good work that you began, you will finish. So, Lord, we're putting our faith in you and trust in you, praise God, that what you started, you're going to finish, praise God. For that, we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.